Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast. I'm Tyler, and joining me today for another Monday mailbag edition of Glory UGA is my coach Charlie and quick announcement here guys first up Charlie has graciously agreed to continue co-hosting our mailbag and picks episodes throughout the 2021 college football season which uh I think that's your third season Charlie right this makes three is it I have no idea how do you not know I don't know I mean, you were definitely... Was I supposed to mark it on my calendar? You definitely did last year, and I think you did 2019. I don't remember. It definitely was, because we brought you on when Curtis started law school, and that because he couldn't do four episodes a week during the season because he had law school things going on. Well, who can do four episodes a week? I do. I mean, you do, but... It's a struggle. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, I do have other things going on, but... The listeners, they need their content. They, they need do. their football fix. We got to be there for them. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a my, service. I guess it's my third year. Thank you for having that, me back. I mean, yeah, right? Are, excited? Yeah. yeah. I'm really, actually, personally, I will say I am very excited that you're sticking with us. I love having you here. It's fun, the back and forth. Uh, and I'm also sure our listeners, like, they've got to be excited too. I mean, without you on the show, who would be here to roll their eyes and give me the deep, <sighs> The deep ex- exhale when I've just rambled on too long. Well, you also need a timekeeper. You know, I do shows by myself, right? I do just fine, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You just, you, you, guys, I mean, I know you can't see this. It's not a, a visual medium, but when I, especially with these first questions where they're kind of more open-ended, you're doing it right. And she's literally doing it right now. The deep exhale, the eye roll, and that's like my cue. Like, okay, Tyler, you got to wrap this up. So... At least on the mailbag episodes, I don't know what I would do without you. Got to have you here. You're the key to the whole thing. It all fall apart without you. Well, thank you. So thank I you guess so I'm much. I feel special. Oh, Curtis is texting me right here. Um, uh, okay, yeah, well, we'll get him on the show later this week. He's got some things to say, so we'll get him back on later the week. But today it is Charlie and I, and it's also again, it's just nice to have someone to level me out and bring me back down to earth on these shows. You know, I tend to get a little excited when it comes to Georgia football, Georgia yes, athletics. That's- True. And um, you don't get, don't excited. get okay. excited. Actually, I think somebody, uh, one of the reviews we got, 
And thank you guys, again, all of you for the five-star ratings reviews. Cannot thank you guys enough. We're getting closer and closer, inching closer to our 300 review goal. 300 five-star ratings and reviews are at 287 right now. I want to find this one. Uh, this is a great radio, right? There's one here that mentioned you. He's currently scrolling through. I'm scrolling through. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, so this is from Gilbert Peterson. Thank you for this review, Gilbert. Gilbert says, I love this podcast. Tyler is super knowledgeable. Thanks, man. I don't know about that, but thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, and passionate about Georgia football. This is what I'm talking about. I am passionate. I don't know if I'm knowledgeable, but I'm very oh, yeah, passionate. Oh, for sure. Um, Curtis is the perfect co-host. His love of the dogs is surpassed only by his love of interrupting Tyler every chance he gets. Uh, let's not mention that one to Curtis. Charlie is great, too. And do you spell your name C-H-A-R-L-E-E? No. That's you should totally spell your name that way. I mean you could. I think you should spell your name that way. Yeah. That, maybe that's I'll that's start. the way to go. I actually like that from now on. I think that's the way you should go. Charlie is great too. I can't tell if she loves the dogs or hates them. If that doesn't make her a true Georgia fan, I don't know what does. I think that fits you perfectly. I mean, you just don't get too excited. Because if you're watching you games with you, it's the same happen. thing. You're like, I'm mean, honestly, I've been at games with you, I've said at games with you, and like Touchdowns will happen. Big first downs happen. You're just kind of sitting there like, hmm, hmm. Waiting hmm, for the bottom hmm. to fall out. I mean, I, I guess. It's a, it's a, I guess it can be an effective way to live your life because you're right. You don't get too up, too down. You don't get those really low lows. But, I mean, like, sometimes, like, is she alive? Like, I would love, the, like, a doctor to hook you up to, you know, the heart monitor machines. Like, see, like, what, what is, is it going? I, is it just a flat line at all times? Like, I, I think I'm pretty even keel. I mean, to put it lightly. Yes, but that that can certainly Sorry, be. Sorry, I'm not. No, more that that can be an incredible trait as well. It can be an incredible trait as well. But, but like I said, you you kind of level me out here, so I think it works. Mm, you're welcome. All right, we do have a show to get to today. Oh well, wait before that. Yes. Okay. I need to tell you. All right. Guess where I went this past weekend? Oh, uh, knowing you, Home Depot. Well, I no, I prefer Lowe's, but anyways. One no, of the two. I went to Alumni Hall. Oh, let's go. So. I've been playing Did you tennis. spend hours in there like I tend to? No. Like I literally will spend an hour plus in there. I just get I get hooked. I mean, no. Uh, you like to shop more than I do. I don't like to shop. Actually, I hate shopping. It's just when it's Georgia stuff, like it just like it, it's something. It does something to me. I don't no. know. But I've been playing tennis a lot. Yeah. Have a few matches coming up. Yep. So I decided I needed to get a new tank top. It is football season. And I always like to rep the G. Right. So I saw a top online, but when I went, I had to go to the store to make sure that it fit right because I don't like to yeah, order stuff online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And different brands it. fit differently. Well, yeah, I just yeah. don't like the hassle of having to return it because usually that's well, what Well, let's be honest. You don't know how to do that. No, I don't. So there we go. So, <laughs> nice excuse. Anyways, I picked up the new red Nike Racerback top. It's really cute. It's not too flashy. Says Georgia. Not obviously. too flashy. That's key for you. Yes, I don't like to stand out. I don't either. I don't like the flashy tops either. Yeah. It has these subtle dog bones around the collar and the sleeve. Oh, that's branching out for you. I feel yeah, like. it was, which I wasn't sure about online, but in person it looked okay. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna be repping the G hard in my tennis match next week. Hopefully, I win. Don't lose. You're not repping if you lose. Okay. Thank you. I'll do Just my say best. It. Pressure. I'll do Let's my go best. win. And no, the best you part win. is it was twenty five percent off. I have an online account, so they have my email. Yep. And they sent me a one day flash code thingy. Yep. Which I don't know a whole lot about that either. I just Well you had to open an email. That, you can do that, yeah, right? I can do that. Yeah. And yeah. So well, that's went, why you went in store, because you didn't know how to actually use the flash code online, right? Let's be real. It's just easier to go to the store. Sure. It's I don't think easier. it's easier. I think it's actually the opposite of easier, but 
I mean, I mean if you want to try me, something on, okay, fair. But you know what? Actually, now that you mention it, I picked up something on Friday too. I saw the same flash code. I, I got I got a little something. I didn't get much, uh, but as you I mean, I wasn't the only one. I, I wasn't mean, special. Look, Alumni Hall, like this is, this is a big company. I'm just kidding. I grew up knowing that I'm not special, so I'm glad you got the code also. Well, I mean, you are special. No, I'm not. I mean, didn't everyone tell you everyone's special? No. You got the opposite message. I got the okay, opposite. well, I don't know if that's <laughs> is that good parenting. I don't. I guess it is. That's uh, that's a tough love. Yes. That's the tough love. That's yes. a tough love. But I also ordered a little something with that flash sale. Hope you guys saw that. Uh, we tweeted it out. Hope you guys were following us there at Glory underscore UJ on Twitter, Glory UJ Podcast on Instagram. But as a follically challenged individual, let's just say that. Is that fair to say follically challenged? I'm not straight up bald. But um, closer and closer every oh, day. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's bad. Sometimes like I like I like bend down and like a near mirror, and you kind of just like see the top. It's like whoa, whoa, because when I see, because I can't see the top of my head. When I see, like it's enough hair. It's not much. Awfully shiny. There's something. Yeah, I buzz it. Um, but anyway, I I'm, I have some self awareness. I know there's not much going on at the top up there. So I gotta wear hats out to football games, or my head will resemble a tomato, and I won't be able to put my head under water. Uh, for about a week or so. So basically no showering for me. It's not effective showering. So I've got to wear hats, all right? Uh, I know some of y'all out there, you know what I'm talking about. So I picked up a new black game day hat. I personally love the dry fit Nike golf hats because after the season, I can use them when I run or when I play tennis. And, and this year, I got a black one with a vintage red helmet on it to add to what is at this point, it's a ridiculous collection of Nike golf hats. I probably have like, 10, 12, maybe even 15. I mean, I got, I've got some for so, because what I do is I, after, after the season, they go out of my rotation, they just go to like my running and tennis playing rotation. Um, and guys, that's one of those items that you can't find anywhere else. So when I, when I tell you guys, like they have things that you cannot find elsewhere, this is one of those things I'm talking about. I'm a connoisseur of Georgia gear and I can tell you what places have and what they don't have. And Alumni Hall, they do, guys, they have those rare items that you just won't find anywhere else, especially their vintage collection, which, again, personally, I am very partial to. I love the throwback stuff. I love the throwback Block G, the throwback Scowling Bulldog. What do you even call it? Like, do you know which one I'm talking about, Charlie? The, guy, the, the Bulldog with the hat on. I call him Spike. I don't know. I don't think that's official. That's just kind of what I've always called him. I don't. I guess it's a spiky collar. But I, that's probably my favorite Georgia uh, throwback logo. Love that one. I love the standing dog. All that stuff. And Alumni Hall is the go-to for vintage Georgia gear and anything else Georgia-related that you might be looking for. So don't wait until it's too late, guys. The season is just around the corner. Visit Alumni Hall in Athens or alumnihall.com today to complete your 2021 game day wardrobe. But, all right, Charlie, I hear that we have some questions to answer today. We do. And for our first question, Brian is asking you to argue against yourself, I think. Um, this so, is what I do in my head all the time, so this is not a stretch for me. All right. He says, can you make a case for and against Georgia as a national title contender this season? So I'm supposed to make the case and then play devil's advocate to the case that I just made. Yes. This is what we're doing. This is literally what goes on in my head on like a well, constant basis. Perfect. This is this is this is not even a stretch for me. Okay. All right, Brian. Great question, man. I like this. All right, the case for and the case against Georgia as a national contender, national title contender this season. All right, let's start with. 
the good stuff. Let's start by making a case for the dogs as a national title contender. And let's say this, like, let me ask you this question, Charlie. Let me see if you can give me the answer I'm looking for. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Are you going to let me answer this question? Of course I will. How dare you? I feel like that was a... You just asked me a question That was a very aggressive response. It was unnecessary. Well, you asked me a question about the spike... Because you looked at me like... But you didn't, you didn't give me any chance to Okay, well, you respond. looked at me like I had like 10 heads. Like you were just baffled at the questions. I was like, she doesn't have an answer, so I'm just going to keep going. But you just like kept going. Okay, well, I will, do, I will work on that. Okay. How does that sound? I will question? work on that. All right. What has held this team back or our program back from winning a national title? We've been great. Been really good. Been a contender, but we haven't won the national title. What's held us back in your mm, mind? Quarterback. Yep, quarterback, offense in general, yeah. offensive coordinator, right? Coming to the 21st century. Yeah, just modernizing what we do on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. Thank I, you for allowing me to answer. Yeah, it felt good, right? I mean, I mean, I'm just it, surprised I'm, you stopped talking long enough to let me speak. You know what? I, this okay. Let's talk about this for a second, and we'll get. I promise, guys, we'll get back to the content here in a second. You are the one who's constantly rolling her eyes and. Whew, deep breaths over here. Like, I'm just going on too long. So, yeah, I try to talk fast so that I don't get the eye roll from you. You can also pause for answers and responses. Absolutely. But you were right, okay? Mm -hmm. Or you gave me the answer that I was looking for. What has held this program back? What has differentiated us from teams that are actually winning national titles, not just kind of in the conversation, but actually, I don't know, winning a title? It's offensive explosiveness. And like you said, Charlie, I think I liked what you said. They're modernizing what we do offensively. And that's... It's all inclusive there. Quarterback play, obviously. We've had good quarterback play under Kirby Smart. I don't think we can say we've had elite quarterback play under Kirby Smart. Uh, Offensive coordinator, like I think Jim Chaney was was good. I think Jim Chaney was better than people give him credit for. I think he wasn't the best coordinator ever, but I don't think he was the core of the issue there for us. I think he was just fine. I mean, we almost won a national title with Jim Chaney. Now we know that Coley was an absolute disaster. That was still the biggest mistake Kirby Smart has ever made. It's just that's a wasted year almost. I just set us back a year. Um, but now we've got a guy. And Todd Monk, and then I think is the answer of the coordinator. Uh, skill players, we've had good skill players, but I don't know if we've had the quantity of high-level elite skill players and guys that can also threaten the, threaten the teams down the field the way that we have now that make us as that can make us an explosive offense. So let's start with the quarterback here. I, is it a stretch, Charlie, to say that JT Daniels is the best starting quarterback in the Kirby Smart era? Yes. It is it's a stretch? stretch. No, it's not a stretch. It's okay. a true statement. Now, I, I know. Now, what are some people going to say, Charlie? They're going to say, "What about Justin Fields? What about Justin Fields?" And that's why I said starting quarterback. Justin Fields was never Move our starting quarterback. Move past it, people. Move I, past it. I know. I know. You are. You are done. You are done talking about that. It. But yes, and I know that yes, Justin Fields is on our team, and there's a chance Justin Fields will be better than JT Daniels, of course. I mean, and I think right now you probably have to say he has certainly been more productive, had a better career than JT Daniels at this point. But he was never our starting quarterback. Maybe he should have been, but he wasn't. Okay, so going into a season, the guy that we know is going to be our starting quarterback, this is the best one that we've had in the Kirby Smart era. We've talked about the numbers a lot throughout the offseason, how uh, our offense improved under JT Daniels those last couple games once he became the starting quarterback. Uh, So, I mean, uh, just to rehash him here for those who might not have heard, we saw a 27% increase in yards per game when JT 
JT took over as our starting quarterback. A 29% increase in points per game, a 300% increase in 300-yard passing games, a 53% increase in yards per pass, and then a 40% increase in yards per play. Clearly, he had a massive positive impact and effect on what we did offensively, and he wasn't even 100% healthy. He had basically been taking no reps with the one offense before getting the nod in that game against Mississippi State, and he still had that significant of an impact on our offense. Now imagine what he can do now that he's should be fully healthy, now that he's had an entire offseason in our program, a spring practice. He's been taking reps exclusively with the ones. He kind of has had time to build the leadership, the kind of the camaraderie with the team, earn their trust, their respect, all those things. So imagine what he's going to be able to do this year with all of that coming into the 2021 season. Now, we also have potentially the best and deepest defensive line in the country. You guys know how I feel about Jordan Davis. You guys know how I feel about Devontae. Well, I think Jalen Carter might be the best of the bunch when it's all said and done. I know he's young. He's still trying to, to, to grow as a player, but I think just in terms of raw talent, that guy's probably the best defensive line we got on, on the roster. Trevon Walker, we've got a great front seven. You throw in Quay Walker, you throw in Kobe Dean, uh, Channing Tindall as well in there, Ryan Davis. We'll see what he can do this year. And I know people are going to point out, well, what about the secondary? What about the secondary? Well, yeah, okay, maybe that was a weakness about three months ago, but we've aggressively addressed that one perceived weakness we brought in a two-year starter in Darian Kendrick from the perennial national title contender in Clemson. We brought in All-American from West Virginia in Tyke Smith. And yeah, we do have a we do have a cornerback position. We're going to have somebody playing. Whoever ends up taking that starting job coming into the season, whoever it is, whether it's Amir Speed, Jalen Kimber, Keely Ringo, none of those guys have played any meaningful snaps. I, I will allow that. But let's say it's if, it, if it's Keely Ringo, I mean, you're talking about a former top five player overall at the other cornerback. Yeah, he's inexperienced, but he's got a lot of talent. And look at our roster just in general. I think we have a top two overall roster right up there with Alabama. Last year, according to the 247 composite overall team talent ratings, we were number one. I think we have a chance to be number one again this year, but I think we'll be at least in the top two yet again right there with Alabama. So you throw that in the equation. I mentioned offensive coordinator Todd Monk, and that has been a major issue for us, guys. To get in the 21st century, yeah, you got to have the players, but you also have to have a guy that's going to build an offense to do those things and call an offense to do those things. And Todd Monk in last year, guys, with all the adversity he had to face with the guy who he had planned to be our starting quarterback up and leaving just a couple of weeks before the season, then a guy you think is going to be the, the one that was going to challenge him in JT Daniels, well, he's not medically clear to play. Then you go in with a guy who's a redshirt freshman who's never really played before, but he's got some talent. You think he's got high upside, but he, I, I hate to say, it kind of wets the bed, I guess, and just wasn't ready. And then you go to a guy who was like your fifth string guy coming into the season, and uh, that's who you're working with for the majority of the season. And then you get JT Daniels, a, a, a kind of just half version of JT Daniels, and uh, you were still able to dial things up and have plays open all year long. Now the guys don't always make the plays, but they were open. I think Todd Monk, I think the world Todd Monk, and I think he is going to be a hot commodity after this season. I think we finally have our offensive coordinator. And then if you look at things beyond just like the roster and the the guys inside the building, look at the schedule. The schedule is extraordinarily favorable this year. I don't know if we could have a more favorable SEC schedule. I really don't. No Alabama, no LSU, no Texas A&M, who I think are all three going to be the top three teams in in the West. Even throw in Ole Miss there. You got Arkansas, and you've got Auburn. Auburn is going to be a I think it's, an, it's a transition year for Auburn. We're going to talk a lot more about them later on this week. We do our Scout and the Enemy series episode on them, but it's a transition year for them. 
then you've got Arkansas coming in. I think Arkansas could be better than people expect them to be, but there's no way we should be losing Arkansas. It just shouldn't happen. Yes, we have Clemson open this season, but that's a non-conference game. We can still win. That. We can still lose that game. I don't think that we will, but if, even if we lose that game, we still have a great shot to run the table. Look at Florida, who's kind of in a transition year themselves, losing a lot of, of great skill talent, two first-rounders at, at, the, at the wide receiver tight end position, losing their starting quarterback, Emory Jones. So I know the Gators are high on, but we just don't know right now with him. And just that window. I mean, this is a year where Bama, it's hard to ever say Bama is down, but if by Bama standards, I think there's a really good chance Bama could be down this year. They have a brand new quarterback, Bryce Young, the million dollar man, Bryce Young. He could be great. He probably will be great, but will he be as good as Mac Jones and as good as Tua was in his first year as a starter without Devontae Smith, without Jalen Waddle, without Henry Ruggs, without... I think it's a stretch to say yes. I know Bama fans will say, oh, yeah, 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 things are great. I know like their condition just think that everything always works out for them because, oh, I don't know, it always does work out for them. But I think it's a stretch to say he's going to come in and perform at that level. He doesn't have the skill talent around him. They're going to be really good on defense. We'll see what they do at running back. Brian Robinson, he is your starting running back. I, that is not a Bama-level starting running back. He's solid, decent, but he's not He's not like a guy that's going to carry on that Bama tradition like Najee Harris. Now, maybe Trey Sanders can come in and be that guy. He was a former top 10 overall recruit, but we haven't seen it from him yet. So there's a lot of questions there at Bama. A&M has major questions. I mentioned Florida's transitioning. Clemson, yes, we have them week one, but they're transitioning to a new quarterback. They're still really good, still really talented, but they're transitioning to a new quarterback. No Trevor Lawrence. They're losing all-time ACC rushing leader, Travis Etienne. There's some questions in their secondary. So I think based on what's going on around us. Is it not, we don't exist in a vacuum. There's other teams around us that obviously are also contending for a national title on a, on a yearly basis, at least most of these teams are. And I think this is a window. Not only do we have maybe our best roster, I think personally, I think our best roster of the Kirby Smart era, finally have a quarterback that we think is capable of leading us to a national title, have the offensive coordinator, but it kind of coincides with these other teams being down, Bama being down a little bit, Florida transitioning, Clemson transitioning. Now, Oklahoma's going to be really good. Ohio State, yeah, they're a little bit of a transition year too, but they still have a lot of talented players on that roster as well. But I think this is the window, the schedule, the roster, the coaching staff for us to be able to make that legitimate run to the national championship. Okay, so now play devil's advocate. All right, now you know I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But hey, let's let's be objective because look, this is not a, a perfect roster. I don't know if there ever is a perfect roster. I think it's a good situation. But let's let's talk about why maybe this is not going to be the year that people think it's going to be or hope it's going to be. Now, I just built up JT Daniels. I said that he's the best starting quarterback that we've had in the Kirby Smart era. And I think it's very fair to say at the very least that he was better than Stetson Bennett. And we saw that last year. We saw the numbers. I laid the numbers out for you. But does that mean, just because he was better than Stetson Bennett last year, does that mean JT Daniels is a top five quarterback nationally? I think it's fair to ask the question, what has JT Daniels ever done in his career to suggest that he is an elite quarterback? Or is it just that Georgia fans are so starved for an elite quarterback that at the closest sight of one, we're going to go ahead and kind of exaggerate his abilities. I think that's a fair question to ask. I mean, if you look at JT Daniels as a freshman at USC, he was sub 60% completion percentage as a freshman, which is not good. You got to be above 60%. He did put up solid numbers last year for us. As I mentioned, our numbers went way up offensively, really across the board. But he did do that against the dregs of our schedule. I mean, you're going against Mississippi State, who actually had a good defense, but still, it's Mississippi State. Missouri was solid-ish. They were okay. South Carolina was a train wreck by that time of the year. Now, obviously, 
Cincinnati was a very good football team last year, and he struggled at times in that game. So I think there's it's fair to say that there might still be some questions out there about JT Daniels. Um, there's also no proven star on the outside. Once George Pickens went down with an injury, he's going to be out for most, if not all, of the year. Hopefully he'll recover quickly and be able to come back in time uh, for the playoff run or the SEC title game or maybe even late in the regular season. We'll see. Don't know that yet. But without with him gone, there's I would say there's no proven star outside. Now, we have a lot of options. I think we have more quality depth at the receiver position and the tight end position than we've ever had under Kirby Smart. But none of those guys are like proven, bona fide, number one wide receivers. We think that they can grow into that. Guys like Jermaine Burton, guys like Eric Gilbert, potentially, Marcus Rosemey Jackson, who's finally back to 100%. Uh, Kiaris Jackson, we're all high on. I don't know if anyone's looking at him as the number one receiver. Arian Smith, we're high on. But all of those guys, we're high on them because of their potential, not because of what they have done at the college level. Jermaine had some good games last year, but he never was the number one guy. I think he can. I think he can be that. But again, I'm saying I think he can be that. We don't know. Like we know George Pickens can be a number one wide receiver. We've seen that. Like we have verifiable evidence. I don't know that we have that with some of those other guys. As talented as they are, as high as their ceilings are, we haven't seen them do it yet. And so there's always that question until one of those guys steps up and does that. On defense, look, we're still going to be good on defense, but we did lose our best pass rusher, Aziz Ojulari. He's probably the best pass rusher of the Kirby Smart era, the best outside linebacker that we've had. We've had some good ones. We've been deep at that position. He's gone. Now, we do have some guys come back in Adam Anderson, who I think is probably a better pure pass rusher. But he doesn't do all the things that Aziz can can do. Nolan Smith is a former overall number one recruit in the country, but he hasn't quite lived up to that expectations yet. I think he, I think again, I think he can come in and do a lot of what Aziz did for us last year. But we again, we don't know that for sure. Of course, people want to point to the cornerback position. We lost our top two cornerbacks. Uh, one was a first round pick. One was a high second round pick. And uh, we're trying to replace them with a guy in Darian Kendrick that, yeah, got roasted against the best competition that he played uh, last year, really the last couple of years. And then the other side, the other cornerback, we're replacing talented guys with somebody who's talented, whoever it ends up being, but has no meaningful experience to speak of whatsoever. And I think our offensive line is good. I don't. I think our offensive line has a high floor, but I'm not sure how high the ceiling for the offensive line is. Do we have the star power up front? I think we have the star power in the offensive line room, but are those guys like Amarius Mims, Broderick Jones, are they ready to step up and play at a high level right now? So I just don't know if we, like the starting unit, do we have the star power up front of years past? And when you're going up against a really good defensive line like Clemson in week one, that's certainly a question mark there. All right. So which way are you leaning? I mean, you know me. I'm leaning towards the the four. Like we're we're going to win the national title this year. Okay. Like that's that's happening. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I, I sound I sound way more confident than I actually am. Uh, I am confident. You guys know I'm confident we're going to beat Clemson, but it's a long season, a lot of potential obstacles in the road there, and I'm just going to knock on wood. You never know what's going to happen from an injury standpoint. I mean, God forbid, like that could just derail everything. But uh, yeah, I, I would lean far more towards this being the year. I mean, the schedule sets up really nicely. Again, the window kind of coincides with some of these other teams around us who are traditional contenders, maybe not being quite as good as they have, but still really good. But I mean, not quite as good as they have. But I think this is the best roster we've ever had with Kurt, with uh, JT Daniels as our starting quarterback. I think he's the best starter that we've had at quarterback. And I love Todd Monk. Todd Monk is a huge factor in this. I would lean much closer to that side of things. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right. Well, now that we're like, 25 minutes into the show. We're going to move on to question two now. Is that That's okay? what we do on this show, Charlie. You've been here three years now. We go in-depth with things. I know this is not do. a surface-level so show. So here's your next question. Please dive as deep as possible. So as you wish. So Sam is looking for sleeper players and wants you to identify... Are you listening? I'm listening. Three players that you don't think we are talking about enough during the preseason that will end up having a greater impact than people realize. Three names. Three names? Yeah, I have one for you. Okay. Well, who's yours? A.D. Mitchell. Oh, A.D. Mitchell. He looked pretty good at G-Day. Looked really good at G-Day. We know there's an opportunity there with Pickens out. There is an opportunity. So would you include him in the three? The three that initially came to mind, to the top of my head, he was not there. But now that you bring him up, mm. okay, so here, let me tell you who I've got. I've got Kendall Milton. Is that even a fair one, though? Like, I don't think that's a fair one. People expect him... And the Georgia fan, do you think people expect him to be the starting running back? I think people who are listening to this show do. Because we talk him up. Yeah. But we're just a mom and pop show. Not everyone listens to us. On a national, like, is this a national scale or a Georgia fan base scale? Because on a national scale, people don't know who Kendall Milton is. Mm. No, on a national scale, no, no. You're you're living in a silo here in Athens. People, we know who Kendall Milton is. We're high on him. We follow his dad. Okay, go ahead. Please, by all means. I mean, I don't need to really add much. I'm just saying, I think that. More people are aware of who he is than you might think. On a national scale? Yeah. Okay. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. I think they will know his name. That's what I'm saying. I think they will know his name and be aware of him as this season wears on. I don't think right now, based off... I mean, the guy had but I think 100 Sam or so knows, yards. I, I think Sam would not say that Kendall Milton should be on the list. Like, he knows that Kendall okay. Milton is going to make right. a big impact. Okay, I will allow that. Okay, I'll replace Kendall Milton with your guy, A.D. Mitchell. How about that? Okay. Can we do that? You don't okay. have to replace him with A.D. Mitchell. I'm just No, saying. no, A.D. Mitchell would be up there I for don't me. think Kendall... I think a lot of people who listen to the show and Sam knows that Kendall Milton is going to make a big impact, so... But this is a guy coming to the year is maybe third string at best coming into the year. He's no third string. Oh, he's no third string. No. That's, that's the oldest man thing I've ever. <laughs> I wish you could see how you just said that. Like you leaned in. He's Sorry. no old man, <laughs> or he's tired. no third string. I'm tired. Um, okay. I'm not thinking clearly. He's All right. no third string running. Back. I think he's the best running back on the team. But coming to the year right now, like preseason depth chart, he's third string at best. 
But okay, I will allow it. Let's go A.D. Mitchell there. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, freshman tight end, Napa, California. Do you think your average Georgia fan, if you stopped a Georgia fan on the street and you said, hey, who's Brock Bowers? Do you think they can tell you who he is? Probably not. Your casual run-of-the-mill Georgia fan? Probably not. Now, if you follow recruiting closely like we do and the people who listen to the show, you guys all know who Brock Bowers is because I've talked Brock Bowers up and you guys follow this. I think Brock Bowers is going to have a, an impact for us this year. I'm not going to say he's going to go out there and catch 30 balls. We already have Darnell Washington. We know that. I just think Brock Bowers can really fit well with what Todd Munkin likes to do. We like to use a lot of 12 personnel. We don't not, Of course, we don't use it exclusively, but we like to use 12 personnel. And like I think Fitzpatrick is really good. Fitzpatrick's going to have a role in this team. I just don't think that he can... Actually, I know that he cannot do the things that Brock Bowers does. Brock Bowers is a different kind of player that can stretch the field vertically. Brock Bowers is actually, guys, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I have pretty good insight into what's going on behind the scenes there. At least I have someone who has good insights telling me what's going on. I don't have the good insight. Somebody's telling me what's going on. Bowers is getting looks at receiver, guys. Like he, Not only is he playing tight end, he's actually being used as a receiver in certain situations. He's that kind of hybrid-esque tight end. So I think he's going to make some plays for this year. He's going to make some big plays for us this year and certainly in years to come as well. My third guy, now I don't know if this one will qualify either, but I think some people know who he is. He was a former five-star recruit, but he hasn't had like a monster impact yet. Can I say Trayvon Walker? Sure. You allow that? I'll allow it. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a star for the first time this year as the five tech defensive end. I guess people know he is. He's made some plays for us. I think if you follow Georgia closely, you know who Trayvon Walker is. But I I'm gonna throw him out there because I don't think people realize how much of an impact this guy's gonna make this year. Um, here's another guy that I've heard a lot about this off season. And now how many that, guys is this now? I I had three. You made me replace one of them with. With A.D. Mitchell. Oh, it just feels like you're talking about... So we're going A.D. We're going A.D. Uh-huh. A.D. Mitchell, Brock Bowers, Trayvon Walker. Okay. But then you were going to say someone else. I was not going to say someone else. You, I, I feel like it was going into another person or a few people. No? I feel like you just weren't paying attention. Possibly. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes that happens. All right. So A.D. Mitchell, Brock Bowers, Trayvon Walker, shout out, honorable mention, Kendall Milton, although Charlie hates Kendall Milton and won't let me use him. I hate Kendall I Milton. I'm just messing with you. I love Kendall Milton. Just messing with you. Oh, do you? I think he's going to do very well. Yep. I do too. <laughs> I just probably won't get too excited about it. No, you definitely won't get too excited about it. <laughs> a little golf clap here. That's about as hot, that's about as much excitement as you've got in you. Because I just know what can happen. That's all. Anyways. All right. It looks like at least a few people are paying attention to our new Instagram account as Ethan is asking this next question. He says that he's on Instagram. Let's go. Instagram. He said, you don't pay attention to Dylan Bell's three-star ranking. What do you see in his game that makes you think he's better than what his ranking suggests? All right. Well, shout out to Ethan for following us on Instagram. Those of you who are not following us on Instagram... Give us, give it a shot. Even if you're not used to Instagram, I've had to learn it myself. Um, it's actually, it's it's a great tool for us to use. It's a great way for us to kind of connect and kind of share a different side of the podcast with you guys. And once we get to 200 followers, we're very close. I think we're like 189, 190 right now. I will do an Instagram live session every hundred followers we get. I will do an Instagram live session. So you guys can ask me questions directly. We'll have some fun with that. I will try to figure out how to do that. I think I know how to do it. Um, so follow us there. We're putting a lot of content out there for you. We have a lot of big plans for that during this season as well. Um, it's Score UJ Podcast at Instagram, by the way. On Instagram, by the way. Anyway, so Dylan Bell. Yes, I did 
put a post on Instagram uh, or a story. Do you know the difference, Charlie, between a story and a post? No idea. I do not know how to work Instagram. I'm clueless. Um, so I'm guessing you don't even have Instagram. You don't I know how to work am not it. on Instagram. You are not. Charlie is not on Instagram. We need I to fix not, that. I, I don't. I don't. I'm just gonna give you I the can't. controls of the of the Glory UGA Instagram page and let you run no. it. No. <laughs> Nothing will happen. I no. Yeah, you have this Twitter account and like it just never gets used. Do you actually no. even look at Twitter? I do look at Twitter because you just don't get my news. I just don't. No, yeah, I don't participate. Oh well, you realize you're on a podcast, so it kind of is good for us if you are. Yeah, but that's your job. You're yeah. the heart. And I mean, soul I get it. Podcast. I'm the heart and soul. Yeah. That did not sound like very genuine. Um. Yeah, it's your job. I mean, it's uh, it's. Not my top job. I mean, it's a side job, but it's something I do. Yeah, okay. Thanks for that. I appreciate it, even though I don't think it's very genuine. Um, what did I see from Dylan Bell that makes me think he's higher than three-star? I mean, guys, this this dude is rock solid. I'm not saying Dylan Bell should be a five-star. I don't think that. I think Dylan Bell is a four-star prospect. I think he's probably a top 250 guy in the country. Um, look at his measurable. So he went to he camped in March of this year. Uh, at that camp, he put up a laser time, 4 5 40. Uh, four three eight short shuttle, ten one broad jump. All three of those metrics, guys. If he did that at the NFL Combine, th- those numbers are all within the four year average at the NFL Combine for wide receivers. So right now, a guy who's seventeen years old entering his senior year of high school is already putting up numbers that are considered average for players at the NFL Combine. Guys that are NFL teams are considering drafting. Okay. Pretty good, right? And on top of that, he's a very physical player. I really like his physicality. He's got a good body, good frame. He's really good after the catch. Tough runner. Um, he's, he's got a little, a little bit of twitch to his game. He's not the twitchiest guy in the world, but he's got enough. And I think when you look at Dylan Bell, I think that the rankings are just a year behind. He's, he's a prime example of how these the rankings this year, guys, I'm not saying don't pay attention to him at all. But I, I, I'm going to say just take them with a grain of salt this year. When we're offering guys that are three stars, that are ranked in the five or 600, you're like, oh my God, we're having to take plan C and plan D guys. Not the case necessarily this year, guys. More so than ever, you're going to see guys that aren't highly ranked that are getting big time offers. You're seeing this. I mean, Dylan Bell had big time offers, guys. Other big time power five schools. And we end up landing him. So I think the rankings are less aligned with reality than ever before because none of these guys camped last year. A lot of them didn't play a season. A lot of these guys just didn't have a season last year. And the coaches are getting a first. They're getting a chance to lay their eyes on these guys for the first time and work them out for the first time, maybe since like their freshman or, or sophomore years. And so they're having to catch up. And if the coaches are just now catching up with some of these guys, you know the recruiting services are playing catch up as well. So Dylan Bell to me, yeah, I know he's a three-star guy. And I know there wasn't like this massive uh, jubilation in the Georgia fan base after he committed. But I think we should be far more excited about him because I think he's a guy that absolutely can come in and be a contributor even early in his career. I think he's a top 250 kind of guy. All right. Well, excuse me. Dylan Bell wasn't the only commitment that the dogs got last week. As you know, as Kirby Smart and Matt Luke were also able to flip Grayson offensive lineman Griffin Scroggs. What a name. Scroggs. Love it. From the nerds. The nerds. Known as. The techies. The joke by Coke. So Trenton asks, what are your thoughts about landing Griffin Scroggs? Here's another guy very similar to Dylan Bell, who's a three-star prospect. And a lot of people look at him like, like why should I be excited about this? It's like, Georgia, we should be landing five-star offensive linemen. That's what we've been doing. Why are we taking a step back? And it's like, guys, chill out, all right? Again, take it into context for this year. Griffin Scroggs, if you watch his tape, 
Griffin Scoggs, the way I described him on social media when he committed, is he's a pancake artist at the highest level of high school football in the state of Georgia. All right, Grayson, we know it's a powerhouse, 7A football, playing in a good region. All the regions have been all messed up this year. Grayson used to be in Region 8 or Region 7, going back and forth. Now they're like in Region 4. So the regions are all different this year. But I like Griffin Scroggs a lot. No, he's not a five-star guy. He, he's kind of like Dylan Bell. Probably sh- no, he shouldn't be a five-star guy. But I think Griffin Scroggs is certainly capable of being a four-star prospect. Um, he's just a physical dude. He's got some versatility as well. Now, he's he's totally an interior guy. He is not going to play a, play outside a tackle at all. But he can play guard or center, which he does for Grace. I think he, he probably projects long-term for us at center. I think that's where we're recruiting him. But when you watch him play, he's strong, he's physical, he's big. And he the thing I love most about Griffin Scruggs, other than the fact that he spurned Tech to come to Georgia, uh, is that he's just flat out nasty. And that is one of the number one traits I look for in offensive linemen, you, especially an interior guy. You just got to be a nasty dude. You just want to absolutely take the soul from the guy in front of you. And he that's Griffin Scroggs. If you watch him play, and this is a guy, you know, I'm a, I'm a Gwinnett County product, and I, I've seen this guy play in person a couple of times. He wants to dominate you. He he is just a nasty physical player. Kind of reminds me in some ways of, uh, of Boss Andrews. Uh, I think he's actually bigger and stronger than Boss was, but kind of has that kind of just nasty mentality. I think he can be next in line to kind of continue that center tradition of guys like Ben Jones and, and David Andrews. Really high on him. I think he can be a good player for us. All right, well, I'm going to be this person. How good can Griffin Scroggs be if he was committed to Tech? I like where you're coming from. I like where this is coming from. Taking shots at Tech's always allowed in this show. But it's kind of just what I was saying. It's like this year is just a weird year when it comes to rankings because so few of these guys have actually done the camp circuit. A lot, even though like he he played last year, Grayson had a season, but you had reduced crowds. The national ride, recruiting writers and people who do the rankings they weren't coming out to games. They didn't see these guys live in person, so the evaluations are just incomplete. And I'm personally, when our staff has had a chance to work these guys out and says, "Oh yeah, you're awesome. You're a guy that we want to extend an offer to." I'm going to trust them. They do this professionally. All right now, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you offer a guy and it's like, oh, I don't know. But our coaches, when they get these guys on campus during this during the summer, when they haven't had them on campus for over a year and they work them out and they see what they, they like what they see, I'm going to trust our coaches. So that's what I would say. All right. Good answer. Fair enough. I mean, I guess. I'll take it. That, that's great praise coming from you. Absolutely. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. So we play in the SEC and we know we're going to face great players week in and week out. Right. But Logan wants to know which single opposing player on Georgia's schedule this season scares you the most. 
one player. Scares me the most. Doesn't have to be an SEC player, right? No. Okay. You just said the SEC thing. I just want to make sure it wasn't just an SEC well, player. Well, I mean, you could. Okay, do both. Both? Well, I don't. But, okay, well, was that the question? Okay, I'll do both. Um, all right, so the number one player that scares me the most, and I don't know if scares the right word, but maybe that gives me the most concern. I ain't scared. I ain't scared of these guys. But I would say Miles Murphy from Clemson. Miles Murphy's an elite player. I wish we would have landed him. He wanted to play in a 4 3. I get it. Really, really good player. And I would say Miles Murphy because we're talking about week one. And right now, our left tackle situation is very unsettled. I do not know what it's going to look like come September 4th. I've said on this show, and I'll say it again, I feel better going into week one against a guy like Miles Murphy on the outside, on the, on the edge there, with Jamari Salyer playing left tackle, at least for week one, because he's done it, right? He has the experience. But even if Jamari Salyer is playing left tackle, I think Jamari is a good left tackle, potentially a very good left tackle. I just don't think Jamari Sire is an elite left tackle. I think Jamari Sire is an elite guard. That's where he fits long term, and that's where ultimately we want to play him. But for us to be able to do that, we have to have someone to step up that left tackle position that our coaches feel comfortable and confident in. Right now, I don't know if that's going to happen. What I saw from Xavier Trust last year did not leave me confident in a matchup, a potential matchup with Miles Murphy. That's a mismatch. That's scary to me. Um, now, maybe he's going to improve. I think there's certainly a possibility there. Maybe a guy like Amarius Mims can come in in year one and be that guy. Maybe. But you're asking a lot for a guy to come in and play in the trenches against a guy like Miles Murphy in the first collegiate game and play at a high level. That's asking a lot. Roderick Jones, same thing, although he's been working at right tackle a lot, at least going back to the spring. So that position is just unsettled right now. And I, I don't like that going into week one's matchup with Clemson. When you talk about a guy like Miles Murphy coming off the edge, as good, as talented, as explosive as he is, that gives me some concern. That gives me some concern. All right, SEC, who scares me the most? Bo Nix? <laughs> no. I nice know. try. Yeah. No Bo Nix. <laughs> just, just wanted to no. see if I could catch you off guard. I don't even know if Bo Nix is a – is Bo Nix even a top 10 quarterback in the SEC this year? I'm sure. Top 10? Really? I mean – I don't – I mean – Maybe. Bo Nix, garbage. Um, SEC, okay. SEC. So who are the best teams are playing? Florida? Who scares me on Florida? Ooh, Brenton Cox? No, get out of here with that. Um, Kyrie Elam is really good at cornerback, but there are some holes outside of him in that secondary, so I don't know if he really scares me. Man, scares me. Benny, uh, Chris Rodriguez at Kentucky is a really good running back, but again, doesn't scare me. Missouri, there's nobody that scares me. Arkansas, okay, how about this one? Traylon Burks. I don't. I have to think about this one. Traylon Burks at Arkansas might be the best receiver that, well, Justin Ross also, I guess you could say. But if you're on my SEC, Traylon Burks might be one of the best receivers in the SEC. We do have some new guys in the secondary, so that might be a little concerning. Who am I missing here, Charlie? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Who else? We... South Carolina's got. I mean, who who scares us on South Carolina? Nobody. Yeah, let's go Traylon Burks. That's a crazy answer. But yeah, let's go Traylon Burks. Tennessee, Tennessee's entire roster. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for our next question, Jerome wants you to hop into your DeLorean and go back. Ooh. In time. You know what a DeLorean is? 
Yes. Look at you. Back to the Future references. I like Back to the Future, not Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2 is terrible. Yeah, Back to the Future 3 yeah. is worse. There's a third one? There's I a third one. They go that. to the Wild West, baby. Didn't know that. Anyways, Jerome asks, which one player would you bring back from the Kirby Smart era to add to this year's team? Who would I bring back? So who would you bring back and why? Oh, DeAndre Baker, easy. Hands down, DeAndre Baker. Think really? Of, Not Nick Chubb? I mean, we love Nick Chubb. I know you love Nick Chubb. I well, love yeah, we're Nick always, Chubb is my, yes. We have running backs. Yeah, exactly. Not take from? <laughs> You're going to put me on blast like that? You really, you really gonna go there? I mean, now we yes, have as, Daniel, as so the we form, as yeah. the former president of the J. Fromm fan club, I I see why you would say that. But no, uh, JT's the guy right now. Um, yeah, I love Nick. Nick is my favorite Georgia Bulldog of all time. He is my Herschel Walker, my era. I know he never won the Heisman. I get it, but I, I love Nick Chubb. But you're right. We have running backs. We we don't need Nick this year. It'd be great to have Nick. It's always great to have Nick, but we don't need Nick Chubb as much as we would need a guy like DeAndre Baker. I, I I'm confident a fairly confident Darian Kendrick can come in and play at a, at a pretty high level at a high enough level but we do have although we have some talented guys as we keep saying there there is still that inexperience and the unknown at that other cornerback position whether it's Amir Speed, Jalen Kimber, Keely Ringo, Nyling Green, whoever it might be there's still the unknown there's still the inexperience and that's concerning especially going to week one now that Justin Ross is clear which we knew he was going to be so I would say DeAndre Baker who I don't know, I've said many times on the show, I don't know if I believe in the existence of shutdown corners anymore. I don't believe they're allowed to exist anymore based on how the rules have been changed over the years to favor offenses. But DeAndre Baker is the closest that we've had to a shutdown corner prob. I mean, almost certainly in my lifetime since I've been watching Georgia football. We've had some good players at corner. Uh, I guess, well, Champ Bailey. All right, Champ Bailey. I was really young when Champ was playing at Georgia. I was like 10 or 11. So I'll say outside of Champ Bailey, we know who's an NFL Hall of Famer. DeAndre Baker, at least my adult life, I guess I could say, he's been the closest thing we've had to a shutdown corner. You throw him into the mix, and we have zero weaknesses on our team, I think. So, yeah, that's the guy I would take. As long as he's not playing cards. Okay. Well, I You totally missed that reference. Yes, I did. (laughs) With the whole arrest thing and losing money and never mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He got cleared. He got cleared. Sounds good. I really don't even want to ask this next question because I just feel like it's putting bad vibes out into the world. Oh, I know where this is going. Don't ask it. Don't even do it. This stuff shouldn't even be discussed, but if you ask, we will answer. We do our best. So Terry asks, who's the most important player on this year's team? The one Mm -hmm. player that if he goes down, our championship hopes go down with him. Now, why do we have to add the second part? The first part was fine. The second part. If he goes down. It's all right, Terry. Appreciate the question, man. Appreciate the question. The most important player on this year's team, I, I hate to be Captain Obvious here, but it's got to be JT Daniels, right? It and has that's to. what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be JT Daniels. I mean, we saw what last year looked like without him. We saw what the quarterback position looked like. We were okay. Well, you can beat the Tennessees of the world and the Auburns of the world, sure. The Kentuckys of the world, but like we weren't going to beat Alabama. We weren't going to beat Florida. Like We saw that we were clearly not a championship team without JT at quarterback. And, and maybe we weren't last year at the end of the year even with him, but we were certainly far closer to that. And if JT happens to go down, go to that second part, oh, God, I'm knocking on all sorts of woody. I don't want to even think about this. But if he happens to go down, we know he has an injury history. I mean, heck, he couldn't play it most of the year last year because of an injury. If he happens to, God forbid, go down, are Carson Beck and Brock Vinegrave ready to carry the load. Like I think they're far more talented than Stetson was, and we know that, but 
Are they really ready to come in and lead us to a national title? One of those guys? Because let's make no mistake about it. Like that's the expectation this year. It's national title or bust. I think that's really the case. I mean, that's where Dog Nation is right now. We want a playoff berth, an SEC title, and a national title. And I don't know if that's going to happen if JT goes down. I, I Actually, I would say it probably does not happen. Uh, I think the if you look on the defensive side of the ball, I think Jordan Davis would probably be a, a good answer. But as good as Jordan is, we're so deep on the defensive line. Jordan Davis might be the best player on the team. But is he the most important player? Like He's really important to what we do defensively, being able to stop the run with even numbers. But we're so deep on the defensive line. I think we're more equipped to withstand a potential loss of Jordan Davis, again, knocking all sorts of wood here, than we would be equipped to handle a loss of JT Daniels. I mean, quarterback is just so valuable. We know how valuable that spot is. And we're just so young and so inexperienced behind JT Daniels. So I I think JT is going to be my obvious answer there. All right. Well, we saved Cliff's question for last. What's up, Cliff? I saw this on Twitter, I think, earlier. So you were lurking on Twitter and you saw him tweet this out. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So Cliff is looking down the road to the 2022 NFL draft. That makes me feel old. And he wants to know how many UGA secondary players will get drafted following this season. Lewis Seen, Darion Kendrick, Chris Smith, Tyke Smith, Amir Speed. Any others? Um, Amir Speed is going to have to have a huge year. Like he'll have to first off win the starting job, which he might, but I don't know if that's going to happen right now. So I don't know if I would pencil him in as a guy. I mean, he could. I just don't think I would pencil him in right now as a guy who's going to be drafted next year i would put the over under at four i think that lewis seen is probably going to leave and go pro after his third year he's got a young daughter and a lot of times that can be a deciding factor these guys want to go make some money i get that as long as he has a decent grade he'll probably go so i would say him darion kendrick this is his money or he's gone so darion kendrick's gonna get and he's gonna get drafted i don't know if he'll be a top two or three round pick but he'll get drafted and maybe he can work himself into the second round something like that Chris Smith is an interesting one. I am actually really high on Chris Smith. I thought he did a really good job coming in for Richard account when when Richard had his, his terrible accident, and I thought he got better and more comfortable as the season went on. I really don't think we missed too much. I, I love Richard account. I love that guy. But I don't think there was a massive drop-off when Chris Smith came in, and he was coming in cold off the bench. So I think that with a full year being a, a guy who's going to be a projected starter, in an offseason, I think that he's going to be a guy that could maybe work himself into that conversation late in the NFL draft. I just don't know. He might be a guy that can come back as like a super senior as well. Tyke Smith's going to go pro. I think Tyke Smith will get drafted. I feel confident there. I would like If I put the over-under at four, I might go under and say three. Three that I feel good about. Lewis Seen, Darion Kendrick, Tyke Smith. Chris Smith certainly has a good shot. If he decides to come out, I just don't know if that will be the case. He'll probably will. And if he comes out and has a good year, I think Chris Smith will probably get drafted. So maybe it's maybe it's four. There's three that I feel like really good about. Like I'm certain three of those guys are gonna get drafted. Chris Smith might be that fourth. So I, I think at least three, but probably not more than four, because I just don't see Amir Speed being that guy. Something happened at camp. Something happened at camp. Oh, you seen something on the Twitter on the Twitterverse? It, yeah. Oh, this is live news here. Let's see what's going on. Let's check the Twitterverse. Posted an hour ago, but I haven't checked it. Oh, uh, apparently we're down a coach, according to the Athletic. 
Scott Cochran is not currently with the team. Actually, let me pull up Curtis's text. Oh, that yeah. Chris one Curtis. I just saw Curtis. Yeah, what's going on with Scott Cochran? Um, well, I guess I'm gonna have to get off here in a second and send some um, send some text out, put some feelers out, see if I can find out what's going on. Because uh, all I'm seeing right now is that Scott Cochran currently not with the team. We're not breaking the news. Somebody else already broke it, but is this a first or something like this has happened while we're actually recording? Um, okay, so all right, more there's news that coming later. More news coming. That's very interesting. All I'm seeing right now is that he's not with the team right now. Personal issue. See what I can dig up there. First, all that comes to mind is like, so there's a coaching opening. So does that mean Will Muschamp moves on the field? Just saying. All right. So I guess we'll have uh, more conversation about that later on in the week. But uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll we'll try to get up to speed on what's going on there. See if I can find out from some people around town here. If I can get some some nuggets from somebody. But yeah. Okay. And remember, Breaking. check out Alumni Hall because game day is not too far away and you need to have some new gear. Got to. For game day. It's a new season. For the opening right. weekend. Got to. Yeah. It's got, got to happen. Um, yeah, and make sure also, guys, follow us on Instagram. It's at uh, GloryJPodcast on Instagram. We're close to 200. Put us over the top there. We're getting closer and closer. Those 305 star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't had a chance to yet, we would greatly appreciate your help there. You can follow us on Twitter at Glory underscore... UGA. So uh, a lot of good stuff coming your way this week, guys, as we inch closer and closer to the college football season. Curse and I will be back later on this week. We will be wrapping up our top 20 players on the Georgia football team list. We'll be revealing the top five, and then I will be back later on in the week with the Auburn version of our Scouting the Enemy series. So a lot of great stuff for you the rest of this week, guys. Let's make it a great week. For Charlie, I'm Tyler, and as always... Go dogs! <laughs>